Joshua chapter 14, verse number 6. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua and Gilgad, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me, thee at Kadesh Barnera. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me Kadesh Barnea to espy out, out the land, and I brought him word again as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly follow the Lord my God. Underline that. That's something we ought to get a hold of. He wholly. That, that, that word wholly don't mean wholly. It means all in. He's surrendered. It's all in. And Moses swore unto the day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and the children forever. Because thou hast wholly followed the Lord, my God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. As yet I am as strong this day as I was in that day. And Moses sent me as the strength was then. Even so is my strength now the war both to go out and to come in. Now therefore give me this mountain. Thereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou hearest the day now the Anakins uh, were there. And that the cities were great and fenced. And it was to be the Lord will be sent be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Hebron, an inheritance. And Hebron there became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and the Kenzite, unto this day, because that, the, that he wholly followed the Lord, God Israel, and his name Hebron became, before the Kirjabrath, which Albar was a great man among the Achan. Anakins and the land had rested from war. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. Help us to be what we need to be. Lord, we just praise you for what you do. Open our hearts and minds. Lord, we just thank you for all. Empty myself and spend my spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Preaching on this thought, I want to be a mountain climber. I want to be a mountain climber. The story has always been a blessing to me, if you're nothing else for this reason. Uh, it lets me know that I don't have to get old and quit on God. It lets me know that I don't have to dry up on the vine. I don't have to lose my zeal, my vigor, my excitement, my, my enjoyment, and my desire to do something for the Lord. When my hair is turned gray or it's turned loose, whichever the case may come, first, when my steps are slower, my back gets hunched over, and when my feet begin to shuffle and my mind is not as sharp as it was, it lets me know that I don't have to get to place where I lose my desire to serve God. Amen. And let God use my life to do things that uh, through my life. I know when I start preaching, I've heard a, uh, uh, my heart was full of uh, fire and a zeal. And my head was uh, full of knowledge and uh, I, I was wide open and I, I, I hit it hard as I could. And there was those that stood around me and said, son, you're going to lose that fire. You're going to lose that fire. You know, and they said, you keep preaching like that, that fire, sooner or later you're going to lose that fire. I, I have to be honest. 
I, I feel I preach harder now than when I first started preaching. I don't believe I've lost any of my zeal for the serving of God. I don't think I've lost any of my enjoyment down the road of serving God and walking with God. I've gained wisdom down the way and by the grace of God. What I ended up finding was this. God got me around some old men that I thought was washed up, done with, over with. They, they didn't, couldn't do anything else. They just sat there. And, and I watched these old preachers. And when they get into service, it was the old preachers that kicked it off. It was the old preachers that raised their hand and, and said, Amen. It was the old preachers that stood up and praised God. It was the old preachers that uh, uh, stood up and testified for the glory of God. It was the old ones that still had the zeal, that had the enjoyment of serving God. They hadn't lost anything at all down the way. And some of them were aged. I, I, I know one that was 100 years old, and he was just as active as he was when he was preaching for 30 years. He, he loved God and served God. You don't have to lose anything just because you're down the way. I, I still have enjoyment for the things of God. I still have the enjoyment for the church. I, I started watching some these people and see how they love that. I, I want to be a Caleb. I want to be a Caleb. Past my prime and still able to stand up and say, give me that mountain. Those that, there, those that still, I, I want some things in my life. I, I still have people I want to see get saved. And there are some prayers that I, I want to see to get answered. I, I, I want things to be come to pass in my life. And there's things I want to do in my life and done in my life. I'm talking to the silverhead crowd tonight. Those that's got more days behind them than they have before them. Amen. Those that start, <laughs> the hair is done turnt loose to turnt gray. Amen. You get, I'm just saying, you, 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 sometimes we get to think that because we are older, God can't use me. Just, just because I, I don't move as good as I used to, God can't use me. Just because I got more days behind me than I got before me, God can't use me. But can I say these, these last days that I have before me, may God make them the most fruitful days that I have in my life. Amen. I, I find the apostle Paul in his dying days, he said, I am Paul the aged. He said things like this, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course and I kept the faith. I find that Apostle John, the preacher, and then lived for God all the way into his 80s and 90s. Daniel lived for God up until his 80s and served God. I find that you can live for God even when you get old. Even when things don't go right in your life. When you feel like you're used up, cast aside, you can still serve God. You may not be able to do what you used to do. I know that I can't do the things I used to do. 
but you still can do some things for God. Amen. You still can pray. You can still worship. You can still hand out tracts. You still can do some things for God. Some of us are retired and we don't have no children at home. We sit down, what can I do? Well, you can become a prayer warrior. You can become a prayer warrior. You can look at the prayer and say, Lord, give me that mountain. Or, or you can become a minister to somebody. Somebody be an encourager to somebody that, that's going through stuff that you might have gone through in your lifetime that you can help them and encourage them along the way. I, I know we got people here that's gone through certain things and they are able to encourage those that's facing that, battling that, that they can give a lifting hand and an encouragement. You ought, you ought to just become an encourager. You can become a prayer warrior for the church. Pray for the church. Amen. Hand out tracts. Witness. Become a, a, something that God can use, no matter how, what your age may be. I'm not retired. I'm refired. I'm preaching the word. I, 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 I feel like I got some more zeal left in me. You realize in Ecclesiastes said there is no discharge in this war. You may be retired from a job, and I'm retired from plenty of them, and I'm tired. You may retire from this or that, but when it comes to the church, there's no retirement. I know we, I, we've talked about some preachers we know that's retired, but when it comes to the church and serving God, there, there's no retirement in this plan. You, you are in it for the long haul. It's no char discharge from being a prayer warrior. You can be an encourager. You can be a giver to help those that's in need. That song says, One day I was thinking on unseen things above. The Savior spoke unto me and filled my heart with love. I'm going to die on the battlefield. I'm going to die in this war. I'm going to die in this battlefield with glory in my soul. I, I'm going to die on this battlefield. I'm going to die in this war. I'm not giving up. I'm not backing up and I'm not turning around. I, I, I want to make sure that I get down to the end of my life, end of my journey, I ain't hung my Bible up. I haven't hung my gospel boots up. I, I want to live the entire life to my dying breath serving God and giving God the glory. I, I've been watching people and what I've found out there's always going to be some mountains to climb in our lives. You're sitting here tonight and you say, well, I've got a mountain over here I've got to climb. Let me just say this. You ought to be just like Caleb here and say, Lord, just give me that mountain and give me the strength to climb that mountain. Amen. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I still want more. I still want more. I'm not satisfied just to sit down. I'm not satisfied to quit on God. 
I can do something for God. You can do something for God. Even though the, the hairs done turn gray and they turn loose and you're older and, and you don't do everything like you used to. You don't walk the same way. You shuffle the same way. But we all can be like Caleb. Lord, give me that mountain. Let me give you some things that may help you to help you in your walk with God in your later years. Now, young people, you listen to this. If God tarries, you're going to be at this. You're going to have this right here. Or that right there. <laughs> Whichever happens first. You, you get a hold of this because you need to know that no matter what, God is still God. There's a, there, there was a life of devotion for Caleb. Here's a man that is devoted. Can I say if there's one thing that we are lacking in the 2022 Christian life is that word devotion today. That is loyalty. That is I'm devoted to the Lord. I, I'm devoted to the Bible. I'm devoted to the church. I'm devoted to the people of God. And I'm not quitting. I'm not throwing in the towel. I've got some devotion. You know what I find is crazy about people? People will say, well, I do my devotions, but they're not devoted. Amen. I, I talk to people all day, well, I'm doing my devotions today. You know, but how devoted are you? Amen. How devoted are you? It hasn't really helped because your devotions, you cause you're not devoted to the thing you needed to be devoted for. I, I'm talking about being devoted. There's no shortage of being devoted to our families. There's no shortage in being devoted for our jobs or devoted to our kids or, or devoted to our hobbies, devoted to our sports team. What about being devoted to the church? What about being more devoted to the one that saved you and called you out and put you in this godly life? I, I will say this. It is easy to get to the place where your devotion is out of whack. It's easy to get to that place. I, I love my family, but my devotion is more important. I love my wife, but my devotion is more important. I'm devoted to them, but I'm, I'm devoted to him more than them. You see, you see his devotion. We see his longevity. In verse number 7, it said that he was 40 years old when Moses sent him out to spy out the land. Now at the, at the end of verse 10, it says, and I am this day fourscore and five years old. He, he's been living for God devotedly, devoutly, faithfully for 45 years. Man's 85 years old. I wonder if there will be your record 10, 20, 30 years from now. I, I wonder if that's going to be your story. I've been devoted. I, I started serving God uh, 20 years ago, and I'm still going just as strong. I, I started serving God 30 years ago, and I'm still going just as strong. I haven't lost anything. My heart still goes to God. I still have the zeal. I still have the fire to do the things of God. I wonder if that's going to be your story down the road. I find that we find too many give up along the way. They throw in a towel because they're not devoted. I find that it's, it ain't easy being devoted. It ain't easy being devoted. Devotion is hard to come by. We live in a day of the most undevoted generation there is today. 
And for somebody to say, I was 40 years old when I started wanting to do something for God. And here 45 years later, I've got some devotion. I had the... I have still have the strength. I still have my zeal. And that's remarkable that he's for 45 years, he's still serving God and he hasn't lost anything. Proverbs said, meddle, M-E-D-D-L-E. Not with them that are given to change. You better watch somebody. <laughs> get this. I want you to get this. It says, Watch out for those changing. You, you better watch out for those that are changing things all the time, changing churches, changing addresses, changing phone numbers. You better be careful how you hang around with them, people. Because <laughs> let me tell you what, they're not devoted to anything. They're, not, they're changing everything. We need to be devoted. I'm telling you, when it comes to being devoted to the Lord, get devoted. The man, this man is devoted to the word of God, the man of God, the plan of God. Verse number six, thou knowest the thing that the Lord said. Wait a minute, the Lord said it 45 years ago. 45 years ago. And he's still devoted what the Lord said. I'm seeing people today being devoted to the same book for 40 years and 50 years. They ain't changed this book. They're still devoted to it. They haven't put the book down. They're still devoted to the Word of God. Verse 6, it says, The Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, he is not only devoted to the Word of God, the man of God, he's devoted to the plan of God. Shouldn't we be the same way? He's devoted to the plan of God. In verse 7, he talks about the plan God gave him. He's still devoted to a long-term devotion. Ask yourself this question. Do I have longevity in my devotion? Do I have longevity in my devotion? Because the, Bible, uh, because the Bible's uh, devotion is not just two years, five years, or ten years. It's long-term devotion. I, I worry about people that Pastor, you know, we've got some, I've seen them. I, I worry about pastors that pastor four years and then they quit pastoring and they go into the evangelism field and they preach, evangelize for three or four years. Then they quit that and go back over to pastoring four or five years and it just going back and forth, back and forth. I, I worry about that because there's so much change. There's no stability. You've got to have stability in your worship and devotion. Let's give our lives to each other. And we walk with God, serve God together. Whatever the time we have left, we still can look back down the road and say, it's been a good ride. We've seen souls saved. We've seen lives changed. We've seen some hearts changed. And let's just say that the longevity together. I'll tell you about something about longevity. I, I got married 49 years ago. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm in it for the long haul. There's going to be some times I'm going to get on your nerves. There's going to be some times you're going to get on mine. Hey, but I'm in it for the long haul. I'm in it for the long haul. We see the devotion. We see his longevity. We see he's devoted to the Lord plan of God 
We see his loneliness in his devotion. Verse number 8. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me to made the hearts of the people melt, but I wholly follow the Lord of God. He said, my friends, my family was not devoted like I am, but I have made my mind up that I am holy. Like I said, it means giving it everything. I, I'm giving all. I'm devoted to the Lord. My family wasn't devoted. My brethren wasn't devoted. My friends are not devoted. But I can't live my life for them, but I can live my life for me and to be devoted for the Lord. you get your mind made up, listen to me, if you get your mind made up wholly devoted, devoted to the Lord, families and friends will criticize you. When you say, I've given out, I'm sold out, I'm living for God, there are going to be those around that just criticize you. We've changed the way we've talked, we've changed the way we dress, we've changed the way we do things and where we go and how we say things. We've changed all that and they'll just look at you and say, you're crazy. You're crazy. But I made my mind up. I made my mind up. You know why some Christians will never get blessed in their life with walk with God? not because they don't go to church, not because they don't tithe. It's because they're not wholly given to the Lord. It's because they're lukewarm. They are a sea in church. They, they, they got one foot over here and one foot over here. They're in and out. They're up and down. And they, don't, they don't know. But devotions are going to require some loneliness in your life. They're, you're going to be criticized for serving God. The way you act, the way you talk. I can't believe you go to church Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday. I can't believe they don't. In fact, I, I enjoy church. I love church. Amen. I love church. Regardless what happens in your, happens in your past, God has got an unseen hand on you. He's leading you. He's guiding you. He brought you this safe this far. God has got it tonight. He's your friend. We see Caleb's declaration. Verse number 10. And now behold the Lord hath kept me alive. And then we know those that's gone on. That's gone on to glory. But the Lord has kept us alive. And if you're not careful, you'll get to the place and start thinking, why am I here? I'm no use. I, I, I'm of no value because I can't do that, I, what I used to do. I don't have the, the ability that I used to have. And why has the Lord left me here? I don't know. But I do know that he's left you here with a purpose. You just ain't sitting here. God has got a purpose for you. And, the, and, the, and, the re, and he says, through many dangers and toils and snares, I have already come. This grace has brought me to safe this far, and grace will lead me home. Regardless what you're going through in your life, what have happened in your past, God has got his hand on you. He's directing your life. He's moving your life. And he's telling you, you're in my hands. You know what? God controls our very breath. God knows what he's going to do with you. 
God kept Caleb alive all these years. Look at verse 12. And it was this purpose, this purpose why God kept Caleb alive. The Lord promised him he was going to, going to keep on kicking until he saw the promise. Now therefore give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake on that day. He said, I, I still got a purpose. The Lord weren't through with Caleb, even though he was 85 years old, the Lord wasn't through with him. God ain't done with you yet either. Let me say this, you child of God, God ain't done with you. He said, I'm over the hill. I got one foot on the roof and uh, uh, one foot, my frost on my roof, and there's no burning. There, I, I don't, God, I, I'm telling you, I, there's no good. I'm not, I have no ability. I can't do what I used to do no more. I can't do what I used to do in a church anymore. I'm just a nobody. That's not true tonight. If you're still here, and I do think everybody here is breathing, the Lord has a purpose for you. He's got a plan for you. You say, what is it? I don't know, but you need to find it out. You need to find it out. But he's got one for you tonight. He's got something for you to do. I promise you, don't, don't we believe this? The Bible said he holds the breath of every man. And if you're still breathing, that means God has allowed you to do so because he's got a plan for you. He's got a purpose for you. You ought to find it out. You see, he has a decoration. See, his decoration was for a pattern. Listen to me, the saints of God. Veterans of the cross, Caleb's life is a pattern for us today. Here I am still preaching about this guy that died thousands of years ago. Here I'm still preaching, holding up the, us as a pattern for us to take knowledge of. And you know, he, he, to keep him alive just way down the road so that you and I could read and get a blessing out of this. And get some instructions and righteousness saying, you know what, if Caleb can be blessed of God at his old age, uh, you know what, in my life, as I'm living the epistles, knowing the, and reading all about these men, about the God, God can bless me in my life, in my old age. God ain't done with you yet. God ain't done with you yet. You need to get a hold of that. God is not done with us yet. God is moving on in our lives. I, I, I realize from the bottom of my heart, though, listen to I know that for some of y'all, it sure enough is a sacrifice for you to come to church Sunday night, Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday. It's sure enough a sacrifice. Your body hurts. <laughs> your back's aching. There's joints in your pains. It's just part of life. I, these young, young people, when they jump up out of bed, they jump out of bed, hit the ground running, and they don't think about anything. Hey, when I wake up in the morning, I have to lay there and think about getting out of bed before I get out of bed. And I mean, it's a, it's, it's a struggle to just throw one leg outside that bed to get up. And when I get up, it's not crackling pipe going on. I'm telling you, I, I have to think about it. 
But I, I'll tell you, it's a sacrifice when you're facing things in your life and your body is hurting, yet you're still sitting here and giving God the praise and you're giving God the glory. What a sacrifice. You keep on worshiping. You keep coming to the altar. And you're telling these young people here, no matter how old you get, God still, still cares for me. God still loves me. And can I say, young people, it gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. It does. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's the same God in your young age as he's the same God in your old age. Amen. Keep doing what you're doing as a pattern for every beast. We see his desperation, verse number 12. Now therefore give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day, for thou hast heardest in that day, now the Anakins were there. That, that's not his desperation. Desperation. That's not his, what he's desperate about. Watch what he's really desperate about. And the cities were great and fenced. If so, be, the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Even in his old age, he is desperate for God to help him in his life. What a blessing in his old age. He said, I need him. He, 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 he's got me to this place. I, I, I can't do it without him. He, he's living his life 85 years old. And he said, I, I, I figured it out. I've got it all figured out. I cannot go through a day without him leading or guiding me. I need the Lord no matter how old I am. I still need the Lord. He said, because of the experience that I had, He's lived a long enough, fought enough, failed enough, and made mistakes to know this. I sure need the Lord. I sure need the Lord. But the older you get, you realize you need God. The seasoned saints could teach the youth in here tonight by their experience of what they've gone through and how they serve God. You need to realize no matter how old you are, how strong you are, you still need God. You still need God. He knows by experience that he needs the Lord. Can I say this? Young people do stuff and old people know stuff. just the way it is young people are still making mistakes older people seem to learn from their mistakes and we need to keep going to the Lord what we need is people that are willing to stand up and praise God and give God the glory. We still need to, we still need the Bible teach the way we teach, preach the way it's preached, living the way it's preached, and doing the things of God. We don't need to change anything. Just keep doing what God wants us to do. I, I find that 
God's going to put you where God wants you at, no matter where in the ministry. Now, I've joked in here plenty of times about leaving and going back to Florida. That ain't going to happen. That, that is, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like I said, I'm in, it here. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm in it for the long haul. Now, I might move out from where it's downsized and get something else, but I, I'm in it for the long haul. We all should be in it for the long haul, shouldn't we? We all say, you know what? Let's just get in this all together. Let's get holy into the Lord. Let's just, let's just surrender to God and say, Lord, here I am. I'm just going to surrender myself to you. I'm, gonna, I'm in it for the long haul. 1 John 2, verse 13. Write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that, that from the beginning I write unto you. Young men, because you have overcome the wicked one, I write unto you. The little children, because you have known the Father. In verse 14 it says, I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abideth in you. And you have overcome the wicked one. The church needs wisdom. The church needs wisdom. The church needs guidance. The church needs encouragement. And we need to get it from the seasoned saints. And these days we're walking through, listen, gray-haired saints, it's time to be a Caleb. I, I mean, I, I still want that mountain. You may be here and say, well, preacher, I, I've seen that mountain. I have the ability as I had when I was younger. Well, then encourage the young ones to take that mountain. Encourage the young ones to challenge that mountain. Encourage the young ones to help the church to grow. Do something for God. Don't give up on God. Keep being desperate for the church. Are you desperate for your prayers for the church? Are you desperate for your devotions of the church? God help us keep preaching and teaching what we're doing today. And you can see there's an excitement in his devotion. There's nothing better to see a seasoned saint of God still excited about the things of God. Are you excited about the things of God? Or, or we getting like some people I know, we just come to church and go through the motions so I can go home. I, I, I like what goes on. I get excited about it. And I thank God for it. I thank God for the excitement that we have around here. I thank God what he's doing around here. I, I love seeing that. Verse 12, he says, If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said it. He's just excited about the Lord giving him the ability to do something for God. Shouldn't you be excited about the ability that God has given you? You may not be the same as you was when you were young. You may not be able to do the things you used to do. But God has given you the ability to do something for Him. Amen. If nothing, to become the altar and pray for somebody or be an encourager like we said or hand out tracts. God has given you the ability to do something. Problem is, we don't want to do anything. We want everybody else to do it. I, want, I don't want a part of that. I don't want to do that. I just want to come to church. And then I want to go home. That's not God's plan. That's not God's purpose. 
He's excited about God helping him. God giving him the ability. Can I say this? The song he sung, I can't even walk without him holding my hand. I have learned that I need the Lord every day. When I roll out of bed in the morning, I have to say, thank you, Lord. You got me out of bed today. I, I don't walk as good. I don't move as good. But I say, thank you, Lord. I still need you. I, I still need you. When I sit down the, in my office with my Bible and I, I say, Lord, show me. I still need you. I, I can't do it on my own. I, I don't have the ability to do it on my own. I need God to teach me and God to show me, God to direct me. And every one of us is in that shape that we need God to hold our hand everywhere we go. Lord, I need you today. I'm going to need you tomorrow. And I sure are going to need you down the road. I need you, Lord. Give me the ability to recognize that I've got to have you in my life. And when you get that ability, you recognize you've got to have God. God will bless you. God will give you the ability that God wants you to do. Like I said, every one of us got a purpose. And God will give you the ability to accomplish that purpose in your life. No matter how old you are. Or how young you are. God will give you that ability. And that's what we need. I want to encourage you. Regardless how old you are, whether it's got frost on the roof or it's turned loose, God has got something good for you. And, and, and you know what? There's going to be a day that you'll be able to see him face to face. Amen. I'm telling you. There's going to be a day that his hand will reach out and you'll be able to put your hand in his hand. Amen. And you say, Lord, I am sure glad you was with me every step of the way. Give me that mountain, Lord. I want to be a mountain climber. I don't want to give up. I don't want to sit down. I'm not ready to retire. I feel like it sometimes, but I'm not. Then I read something in the Bible and says, encourages you, you know, God says old people still serve God. And I kind of put myself in the category of being a young person, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Don't shake your head no. I'm young. Young in heart. <laughs> but young people, you need to learn now. You need the Lord every step of the way. Don't get up in the morning and think, well, I don't need God today. No, you need God today, every day. May God help us. I mean, we've seen some changes around here that's just been a blessing, a truly a blessing, and I thank God for it. And I want to see more. I want to see more. Amen. God has been too good for us, too good.